Rockin' Ricky in the morning. Hey folks, Rockin' Ricky Latrell wishing you a good morning. Time for traffic on the 8th, so buckle up, because it's a doozy out there. We got a lane blocked on San Saba Avenue between Poplar and Encino. Look for a detour south of Grady, but watch out for the ice I interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast with a message for the curious, the confused, and the confounded. You are not alone. I see it too. Something isn't right in Hexed, Texas. Something dark has broken free And all of these hexes still in Texas Old Hexed is a place you shouldn't be Ocho, so you gaze with horror over Larry's shoulder as he replays the tape another time and you see a perfect replica of you, though definitely more disheveled than you usually are, dumping something that looks body-sized in a large canvas sack into the slurry of the fracking operation. And Larry looks up at you, Swedish fish in his mouth. So, uh, not really sure why you need to be keep been watching this but uh it's not gonna change uh yeah larry it's uh we've been having some trouble with some animals dying out in the territories near the fracking operation and we're i seem to recall we had to get rid of a few of the carcasses the other day uh it's been a problem well i suppose that's one explanation would you like to manipulate someone let me ask that again without horrendous laughter behind us Would you- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hopefully that was clean audio and we could use it for a monster later <laughs> would you like to manipulate someone sure let's see what we can do here with larry here we go Woo. and this is going to be a plus one for charm my god all right oh. i thought you got the wrong the ones out that was there. a four with the plus one well <laughs> man so did you leveled Ooh. up now for sure Z, yeah so. i'm, I'm well on my way <laughs> to the next level up so be sure to write experience yep and larry kind of looks at you raises an eyebrow reaches into his swedish fish bag noisily and bites the head off of one of them and smiles and says Man, you must think I'm real stupid. Ain't no one allowed to dump in them slurry pits. You know it. I know it. That poor animal that you probably shot illegally knows it. So what we've got here is a problem that needs a solution. Would you like to help me come up with that solution? Well, what do you have in mind, Larry? I'm not a stupid man. I've got problems. I have rent to pay. I work two jobs. It's hard to get in the time necessary to level up my characters appropriately 
in the video games that I like to play. You seem very fancy. Perhaps we can come to some sort of arrangement. Well, I think I could help you out, Larry. Uh, you know I'm a pipeline foreman and a supervisor here, so I have a little bit of clout. And uh, I see that you tend to sit here in this office by yourself for a lot of the time. You've got very little to do other than check the monitors and, and just kind of keep an eye on things. You know, I, I could see... Uh, I could see you getting a computer in here and I could hook you up with some high-speed internet and perhaps you could make better use of your time in here. How would that's, that sound? That sounds like an excellent idea. Once that's set up, I will be happy to make sure that there was an accidental malfunction with that particular um, camera. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you what. You let me know what kind of uh, gamer laptop would work for you. Oh, here's the specs of the Alienware that I've been looking at. <laughs> that is outstanding. Look at that. <laughs> tell you what, Larry, if you can do me a favor and hand me those discs for the uh, footage that we were just looking at, I will throw in some uh, some custom keycaps and a matching mouse pad. I think would look pretty <laughs> damn good for your, uh, your system. You know, I always liked you. That sounds fantastic. I'll get all of the memory put together, and then once you show me the receipt that you have made this purchase, I'll be happy to hand them over to you. No Here's problem. a copy. Thank you, Larry. No problem. I think, uh, two gentlemen, we can help each other out here and make this a win-win. Would you like a sweetest fish? I absolutely would. And I tell you what, I'm going to throw in a couple extra bags for you as well. How does that sound? Well, it's almost like it's Christmas, isn't it? Charlie, you drive up in your Oldsmobile and you pull up in front of Delilah's shop and you see that all of the windows are dark, all the shades are pulled, and much like your trailer, there seems to be a little bit of a pile up of packages out in front of the shop door. Hmm. It's Saturday, right? Saturday morning. Okay. And like, given what I know about her, I would expect the shop to be open. When you look at the hours of operation for the shop, it's supposed to be about to open. You would expect to see something okay. moving in there. Charlie will like cup her, you know, her face on the window and look inside to see if there's like any sign of movement, like someone trying to open up or anything, nothing. Why don't you investigate a mystery? <sighs> Let's see as you're looking around what you what you're able to find. Ooh, that's, that's much better. See, <laughs> it, it might be the dice tray that you need. It could be. I can't. It's an 11. It's a five and a oh, six. Well done. Plus one. So that's a 12. Beautiful. Very nice. You did so good. So on Investigate a Mystery with a 12, you can ask any question you want about the mystery. Whoa. Yeah. Not just the listed ones. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's tight. That's awesome. <sighs> Try to keep it kind of relevant to something that you could learn Right now. Here. Does it have to be right now? Or can I wait until like I get into the shop? No, it has to be right now. Because as of now, right now, you don't have a way into the shop. It's locked. Uh, I mean, I guess I could go simple and, and ask, like, is Delilah legit? Or you could say, is there another way for me to get into the shop to see if Delilah's Well, there? I'm going to call her. Like, that's so like for me, like the solution is not in the question. Charlie already has like a contingency for that because... Charlie has her contact info. So let's start with the call. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. And then maybe in the course of the conversation, you can use it okay. in a way to get information that you don't already have. Because I think that makes a little more yeah, sense yeah. story-wise. Yeah, I like that. If you're not looking for a detail about your environment right now, anything else is pretty meta. Yeah. If she doesn't see any, like, movement inside and and she sees, like, all the mail kind of stacked up in front, she'll go ahead and give Delilah a call. Okay. The phone rings and you hear this. Ugh. Hello? Um, Delilah? Yeah? Hi, it's Charlie Larson from the ghost hunting group. I was just wondering, are you, um, okay? Are you okay? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel t- terrible. Like hungover? Terrible? Yeah. Last uh, night was... I have the worst he- headache. What did... Oh, that vile concoction last night. Do you mean margaritas? We, oh. Delilah, what day is it, do you think? Sunday? Okay, so uh, this is going to maybe be a little bit weird, but where do you live? Above the shop. Um, <clears throat> can, can I come up? I'm here a little bit. I'm, I'm at your shop. Oh, that's right. I had promised the smudging. Um, of course, darling. Anything for a customer. Uh, come on up the back stairs. Uh, okay. I'll make us some tea. That sounds good. Okay, um, I'll see you in a minute. So you make your way up the back stairs to, <laughs> to the little apartment that she has above the shop. Yes. The door's kind of cracked open. When you walk in, you're kind of hit with the smell of like patchouli and she's obviously put some fresh incense going and, and some tea. There are dried herbs everywhere and all kinds of little bits and baubles that she has not put in the store itself for sale. Okay. And you see that Delilah is sitting with very, very large circular sunglasses on, <laughs> sort of trying to remain upright in a, a large, high-backed, cushioned chair. Oh my God, she's like my hero. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a, a flowery... Um, Captain. Yes. <laughs> what? Captain. And she's in a Papa Sand chair. Yes. A high-backed, <laughs> right? And there's like, yeah, and there's yeah. like macrame hanging plant. Yeah, yeah, and beads in between instead of doors God, because yeah. she doesn't want to impede the energy. Yeah, she's awesome. Okay, she was definitely born many decades I was too late. Say, does she have that like 1940s like movie star turban thing going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Cool. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and as you enter, she she says, "Oh." Charlie, I'm so sorry for forgetting our appointment. I will, of course, give you a discount. Oh, I mean, that's great. Um, so here's the... You see her smack her phone against the, against the table. She's like, I do not understand that my energy is just so powerful that it's constantly affecting my electronics. Uh, sort of like maybe uh, the date's wrong kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So darndest thing... <laughs> Some of us seem to have lost a week. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like I did, for example, which is kind of a weird thing because I, I realized that sounds really it impossible. Sounds, it sounds um, careless. Very careless, darling. <laughs> like, I mean, losing an entire week. I, what exactly? You don't have to share, of course. I, I myself have tried many different 
substances to to no, connect I, to higher powers. Yeah, no, but I I wish a little bit that that had been it, but I think um, mostly we were just you know on the same margaritas that you were on. So I mean, the last thing you remember is going out for drinks, right? Well, I remember going out for drinks, and then I I came home to my apartment, and after that, I got your phone call. Yeah. So and now it's a week later. Oh. Yeah. So you're saying as in lost, as in not, you know. No, I didn't like misplace them. They're just, I don't remember them, I guess. It's hard to explain. Well, obviously there are dark forces at work. Perhaps the spirit (laughs) of that creature that you vanquished has sought her revenge. Uh, you know, normally I would maybe. Let me look at your aura. Okay. Step into the light. It's normally like a lilac, so if it's changed, just... Step into that light. No, no, too much light. Too much light. Scoot <laughs> over. Oh, my head. No, no, your, your aura definitely does seem off, my dear. There's streaks of blackness running through it. Have you been affected by dark magic recently? I mean, I did lose a week of time, so maybe, I Have guess. you been, um... Have you opened any strange books or found any strange dolls with pins in them or oh, stepped under ladders? You know, there is this. So, you know, we all got margaritas and then some of us, um, your shop was open. So I did uh, a lady. My shop was open. Yeah. So then a lady gave me a wand and it's a bone wand forged in the bone of a vampire. So uh, <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> Did I bring it with me is the real question. I mean, you were pretty attached to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like I definitely did. She'll like pull it out and be like, is this, um, did I do that? Do I? Oh, no. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> did I make everybody lose a week? Oh, gosh. I didn't think it was. I mean, I just thought it was a weird trinket. Cal- calm down, my dear. Calm down. Let me let me see this bone forged in the bone, bone of, of a vampire. vampire yeah. Yeah. And there was an old woman who told you about this? Yeah. Did she have a strange voice? I I mean, I don't like to judge, but kind of. Uh-huh. And she kind of looks at your wand, and she acts like she's going to touch it for a second, and then she pulls her hand back. <laughs> and then she looks at it again, and she pulls her hand back, and she says, How does it work? I don't, I mean, I haven't used it. I don't think I did. Well, try to uh, swish and flick. <laughs> Okay, I don't really know any spells, so... Uh, it's intention, dear. It's all about intention. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, she'll just, like, do her best. Okay, so... <laughs> just do her best. <laughs> nothing... You see nothing happen. Yeah. Okay. You're sort of swishing the wand around, <laughs> right? And as you're doing so, Delilah just... Her mouth just gets, like, opens okay. wider and wider. And she kind of goes limp. Oh. Good. And then she starts to snore. <laughs> and and you're unsure whether that was the wand or she just fell back asleep. Uh, I'll poke her with the wand. <laughs> she she kind of sits up. She's like, oh, oh, darling, go wash your hands. I, what? I, okay. Oh, the sludge, it is, oh, it's all over you. Okay, listen, I, it's been a really weird morning and, um, why don't you use your question? Yeah, I'm trying to think of. 
what is being concealed here? I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's still a good question. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll go along, like, something along the lines of what happened here is probably not two shabs. Okay. Delilah looks at you and she says, didn't you, didn't you feel that? No. As soon as you began to flick that item around, I felt this dark energy roiling out of it, and it looked as if, the last thing I remember is as if some tar looked as if it was crawling up your arm towards your neck, and then when you pointed it towards me, the next thing was you poking me with it. You you fell asleep. Wait, so that kind of does support the theory that maybe I made everyone fall asleep for a week, which is not great. Well, were you flinging it around a lot? I don't... There were so many margaritas. <laughs> be careful of that wand, Charlie, and uh, be careful of the woman who gave it to you. Uh, I mean, she kind of said, like, she was your boss. Uh, yes, well, I am her assistant, as it were, but I like you, Charlie, and I will tell you that... Just be careful. Uh, okay. She'll, like, put the wand back away, I guess, in her bag. But um, that doesn't super answer my... Okay, so I know this is kind of weird, but I I feel like maybe you'll understand. But basically, Lenore and Ochos and I also, like, we all lost a week. So, but also, like, it kind of seems like people, like, may have come into our houses while we were asleep. I don't really know what I did or didn't do last week. Well, unfortunately, I also am at a loss as to what you did or did not do. No, that's However, fair. if you want, I suppose I could examine the wand for you and see if I could discover some of its properties. I, I mean, if you think that's gonna help. Um, there is one other kind of weird thing. Mm-hmm. That happened this... Oh, gosh. Uh, man, things have just really gotten wild in the last couple of days. Uh, so there's uh, a secret well under my house. And there's like a door that only I can open. So... Did you tell anyone about this? I mean, Ochos was with me and Lenore and Jimmy, no, I guess, but... Oh, well, I suppose they're all right. They seem to be clueless, but well-meaning. <laughs> um, why don't you leave the wand here with me? Okay. And I'll, um, I'll look into it, Charlie. I, I think that it's possible that maybe this wand is responsible for this loss of a week, but I don't know. I'll get back to you. I'll add this onto my retainer charge, and I'll smudge your place later. Do you want me to smudge the secret room? Yeah. Yeah, that seems like maybe a good... But you're not... I mean, you're going to keep the discount. Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course a discount. Of course. Aren't we friends, Charlie? Yes. 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 No, it's the only reason I feel comfortable bringing it back up. (laughs) Is Delilah from Hexed? Do we know that? You do not. Hey, Delilah. How long have you lived in Hexed? Well, I... um. I had to move here about five years ago. My grandmother was very ill, and I came to help take care of her after nursing school. 
and just kind of got stuck here. Because <laughs> she was a nurse. I keep forgetting. Oh, is that um, the amazing Adelaide? <laughs> the astonishing Adelaide? Sure. Uh, she was quite famous in her time. Uh, um, oh, sure. No, I believe she it. She was a little eccentric, perhaps. But yes, she was very well known in the town for, well... Mainly for making people feel uncomfortable. I'm very glad that I didn't inherit that particular personality quirk. <laughs> no, um, I, I bet she was uh, friends with my aunt, Viv. She also was a little bit weird. Yes, there seem to be quite a few characters in this small town. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but I'll look into this for you, Charlie. And if you're still feeling a little hungover, here's some tea. Thank you. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> She slams the door behind you and you hear lock, 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 lock. <laughs> okay. Hey, folks, Rockin' Ricky Latrell here. Thanks for listening to All My Hexes on WHXT. Want to hear more? You know you do. Check them out on social media and Patreon at Hexed Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast. Or email hexpodcast at gmail.com. All My Hexes is recorded live at Nightwatch Games, San Antonio's premier Gamma award-winning game and hobby store. And folks, from the moment you walk in the door, you'll see this is no ordinary gaming store. Nightwatch is beautifully designed to resemble a medieval banquet hall. You'll see exposed wood beams on the ceilings, hand-carved shelves, armor and banners on the walls, and there's tons of gaming space on the main floor, with a huge library stocked with all the hottest games for you to try out for free. Nightwatch also has private rooms, including a Death Star-themed room for you sci-fi fans, loaded with the latest tech, lighting, sound effects, and terrain to take your RPG or tabletop game to a whole other level. So if you're looking for a new game to add to your collection, or you're shopping for your next Ren Fair costume, or you're just looking for a group of players for your favorite game, check out Nightwatch Games, where adventure awaits. Let's cut over real quick, and we're going to have Lenore's scene with... Leo. And then I Can it be short for Leota? <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. So you show up in front of the um, while I'm driving, Kendall Lenore, uh, listen to the latest podcast from the person, the person from the who sits in the shadows and writes things. Yeah. That's like every podcast. Yeah, that's right. that's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that all the time. Yes. This is what we're like doing a right creepy now. Creepy ass gargoyle sitting in the dark writing things. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's, that's the voice that's me. of the chronicler in the shadow of the Presidio. Yeah, I want to listen yeah. to that. So you do listen and you learn that this coming homecoming dance mm-hmm. is, is going to be rather different in that it falls on the 30th anniversary of a apparently some sort of tragedy that took place. Mm-hmm. The chronicler doesn't have a whole lot of information about it because as always, the cuts in that the chronicler does to the actual broadcast. They're not so much a podcaster as they are a hacker, a radio pirate. Like, um, I love that so much. And so when they can get onto the air, they do. Podcasting and uploading stuff would make it far too easy to track. That's what they think anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they're more, they hack the signal. So you hear the latest sort of. Every once in a while, the Chronicler will break into the local WHXT radio. You never know when it's going to happen. And they will try to do so as many times as they can before they get blocked, basically. So you hear the latest sort of clip from the Chronicler. Gotcha. And it is something that you have not heard of in any of your 
digging so far. So, something. Add something. When you pull up to the actual physical address that is given for the Hexed Tribune, you see that it is the same as the Mission Theater. It looks like part of the Mission Theater has been converted into various offices. Mm-hmm. And it's an old movie theater from like the 1920s that is in the course of renovation. Mm-hmm. And you make your way up the outside stairs that used to be the fire exit to a hand printed taped onto the door sign that says the Hexed Tribune. Has Lenore not ever been here before? I'm going to guess no, because we're just going to go with no. You've done all of your internet research. Why oh, yeah. would you come here in person? I mean, theoretically, if she were looking for newspaper records in general, she'd probably try the library first, yeah. right? Okay. But I'm going here because... Why wouldn't I go to the library then? I don't know. You chose to come here. I think Lenora was just like, do I look through cold, hard, physical evidence, or do I talk to a living, breathing person? I should just go do the social thing. And That sounds like Lenore. Absolutely. Super, super does. sounds like Lenore. If you have already examined the evidence and it's clear that there's evidence missing, like there's no more records about this, like it all breaks down, then maybe do need to talk to an actual person. Sure. So if and the Hex Tribune did do articles on this, you know, 60 years ago. So So if it can make sense, if they could have old microfilm of something, maybe. And while it's doubtful that Leo, you know, worked the paper back then, he might know someone who did. Yeah, why not? So you knock on the door of the Hex Tribune mm-hmm. and you see that Leota, Leota Hack is editor in chief and the door flings open and you see, what do I want Leota to look like? Like Ray Leota. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You see okay. a, I want like Edna Mole vibes. Oh, like yeah. Like glasses. Yeah, that's kind of what I was picturing too. Petite. So you see a little old woman. Hmm. Who's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg level of frail and that same level of energy with like an editor cap. She has ink smudges all over her face, even though they don't usually print the paper anymore. They just put it online. And she has huge glasses. She's kind of hunched over and she says, who are you? What are you doing here? What can I help you with? What what do you want? (laughs) Buster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, hi, my name's Lenore. Tap, 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 time I is was... money, time is news, let's go. Good God, woman. <laughs> Give me a second. Are you, I'm looking for Lee Hack, the, the editor of the Hex Tribune. That's me, Leo Hack, that's me. What do you want? Uh, I'm looking for some information about past editions of the paper from back in the 40s and 50s. And I can't find what I'm looking for at the library. So I was well, hoping. Well, that's not very surprising, is it? That was definitely a time period where we were not allowed to really report the news. Nowadays, well, they have a hard time keeping us, don't they? We've got camera phones. We've got video phones. We've got, what are the other phones, Alice, <laughs> that we have? They're all one phone, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> hard to keep the news down nowadays. They got that YouTube and all that stuff. Uh, that That's true. Everybody can say whatever they want, uh, you'd think. Well, you would think so, but that's not usually the way. Still, somehow, things get 
silenced up. No freedom of the press. Not really. Not really. All of my articles, all of my articles, they go up, they come down. How does it happen? I don't know. It's because you forget to save them, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Because you forgot to pay for your domain. (laughs) Um. Well, if you have a moment, ma'am, it seems like you're a person in the know with your finger on the pulse of the beaten heart of truth itself. Which up to me? What do you want? Look. What's your name? Like I said, it's she Lenore. She pulls out a pencil from behind her ear and a little notepad. Are you going to... And she's ra- writing down your name. Are you writing this down? Best reporter always takes notes. You gotta take notes on everything that happens. Otherwise, you might not be accurate later. If I find your body in a ditch, I want to be able to put that the last words of Lenore Atchison were... Please continue. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't do that, ma'am. Um, I don't plan on ending up in a ditch anytime soon. Well, most people end up in ditches don't plan on ending up in ditches, do they? No, they just ask their own questions and then they're in the ditch. <laughs> ma'am, did you work here? No, that's a silly question. Do you know do you know who was publisher back in the forties? How big a staff was it? Well, at that time, it was just my daddy and me. Just my daddy and me. He ran this and I ran it and I was the main reporter. You were? Well, yeah. In the 40s. Well, yeah. How old do you think I am? I'm a sprightly 92. <laughs> were, do the math. You were 12? Well, there's not a lot of people who want to report on the news. Daddy made sure I learned early. You know, we didn't have the kind of childhoods you do now. I was working from the time that I could tie my own shoelaces, which, yeah. by the way, was four. Damn those labor laws, I guess. No, she was in her 20s. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just. No, you're right. She was in her 20s. She was in her 20s. <laughs> but sorry. in the 40s, I was in my 20s. You are not very good at math. <laughs> well, carry the one, Lenore. Obviously, you're not in accounting. So what is it that you do, Lenore Atchison, who may or may not be deceased very soon? What's your age? Uh, look, I don't see how that's relevant. Well, if I find you in a ditch, it will be easier to identify the body. Or Look, notify your next of kin. Just ask. Like, I, I work dispatch. Everyone knows me. Oh, you're from the sheriff's department. Yeah, but this is... This I'm not sure that I have much to say to you. No, this you ain't- can tell that sheriff of yours that I will not be intimidated. The press cannot be held down. The press will be free. Look, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, this isn't official business. I'm not here on behalf of any department of any kind. Are you trying to say this is off the record? Well, I don't do off the record. Look, I'm just looking for some information for my own personal satisfaction. I have you manipulate someone? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say your last name? Nope. Cool. <laughs> nope. She ain't the only suspicious, crazy-eyed lady. Uh, <laughs> why did? Why would you not use nice the dice roll. tray? <laughs> I it's do not nice know. She, I know. She rocked it. And I was, I was Listen, fussing about no, you it earlier. Great without it. <laughs> what did you roll? It was a ten. Ten plus a zero. So it's a ten. Okay. On manipulate someone. We'll do it for the reason you, you gave, gave them. them. If you ask too much, she'll tell you the minimum it would take for them to do it, or there's no way they'd do it. I haven't even really asked them anything. Well, I just want her to shut up for a minute and answer my questions at the same time. What you did say yeah. is that you wanted to look into something. Right. Well, this is unofficial business, and you're not here on behalf of that low-down, no-good, horrible sheriff. I know that he's been doing things that he should not be doing. Look, then I guess you can come in and you can look at stuff. You said you wanted to see some stuff from the 40s and 50s this way. Thank you, ma'am. Mind your head, mind your head. You see that ah, as you walk in. (laughs) God, what is that? Well, that is an old blueprint of what Hex used to look like. And then it burned down. And then it looked like that later. Uh, That dates back to the 1800s. That one's in 1926 survey. And that one is from uh, 1953. Like I said, watch your head. 
those plastic containers, they kind of hurt. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Let's go through my notes here. Go through my notes. And you see her pull down. She has these big, big boxes and they're, they're labeled by year. Mm-hmm. She's not a very tidy record keeper. Well, I'm sure she knows exactly where everything yeah, is. Yeah, but she starts pulling down box after box after box after box. And she's starting to pull down everything from the 1940s that she has. I have every single newspaper that we ever published in the 1940s. I have every single newspaper we ever published ever because that's what I do. Even when they tried to burn down the Hex Tribune, I went in and I got every single piece of paper out before they could do it. That's mighty heroic of you, ma'am. I don't think we need everything. are you looking for? Well, that is a bit of a problem. All I really know is it started somewhere in the beginning of the 40s. You might even remember. I mean, I would imagine it was a real big deal. You remember Mrs. Jeremiah Hext? And she just stops for a second. (laughs) Puts the lid back on the box. She sets it back on the shelf. Very busy today, dear. Very busy. Please, ma'am. I I really do need help. I think something awful might be about to happen. As you know, there's a lot that goes on in this town under the surface. uh, And the people get hurt. Well, I feel like there's something... That ought to be done about it. And I might be in a position to do something, but I don't know enough. Kind of grabs you by the face as she pulls her face up to hers, right? And she's squinting at you through her almost like Maz Kanata style glasses. (laughs) Like her eyes are real teeny because there's such things. Tell me she smells of like Werther's or butterscotch. Oh, of course she smells like butterscotch. Butterscotch. Pipe tobacco. (laughs) And menthol cigarettes. And and even lithography ink. (laughs) And she says, where is that wookie? Where's my boyfriend? I like that that Wookiee. And she says, I hope you know that the questions that you are asking could very well lead to your demise. They have led to the demise of many a person before you. I know. I'm not so easy to kill. Very well, then. You will want 1947 through 1950. Lenore's such a badass. Start in the summer. That is when things started to get odd. The summer of 47? Oh, all right. You just want me to look through all these. Wasn't it a daily newspaper at that point? Well, it wouldn't be much of a treasure hunt if you didn't have to hunt for it, would it, dear? <laughs> hunt, hunt, hunt. Treasure, treasure, treasure. I mean, I have to get all to All right, a- I've got to get back. The I- news doesn't sleep. The news doesn't sleep. And neither do I. Where's my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Finkster. <laughs> <laughs> and you see her go out the door. And behind her is a very frail young woman who looks like she's maybe a very young looking 20 something. Mm. And she's carrying a big old stack of like video equipment and she's carrying recorders and a briefcase and they go out the door and they slam it and you hear lock behind them (laughs) and you've been locked into the newspaper. So Jimmy, you leave Charlie's trailer and you head down the dusty dirt road that leads to your house And you see that your father is waiting for you in the driveway with the pickup, the bagly big pickup with the plywood on the side, you know, the extra large work trucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's waiting. He has a couple of rifles out and he sort of waves at you and looks at you questioningly when he sees your gym jams that you're wearing. Uh, hey, hey, Pa, just uh, got done at Ochoa's place, uh, had breakfast and stuff. Oh, talking about things, trying to be more social. Jimmy, why don't you head on upstairs and get changed? We got some work to do. Yes, Pa. And just books it upstairs. 
so you come back down, you all changed, ready to go. And he says, uh, now, Jimmy, I'm letting you go on this hog hunt tonight. Yeah. Despite your mother's misgivings, because, well, I, I think that you could really use some time out away from here. And um, maybe sometimes, sometimes, Jimmy, when a man's out in nature, he starts to think about his life and what he's doing with it. So I'm hoping that maybe you'll take some of this time to evaluate what you're doing with your life. This is not the direction Jimmy thought this was going to go. And he's, I think, more concerned at this point. Uh, yeah, sure, Pa. Um, that sounds great. I'll be real reflective of all the nature and stuff, all the bugs and grass and trees and stuff, I guess. More like bushes out here, but you know. Yeah, Pa, um, that question, uh, there, some, somebody I know said that they saw like this, um, this owl thing. And I don't, I don't think it's our little, uh, barn owl that sometimes, uh, frequents us. Says it was real big. Do you, do you know anything about like large bird owl thing? Why don't you manipulate someone? Oh boy. Let's see how honest daddy's going to be with you. Hmm. Such a weird sentence. Not great. Ooh. Uh, that's that. Yeah. No matter how you split that, it's a fail. So. <laughs> All right. So you rolled a three plus plus two. Okay. Three plus two, so that's a five. Yep. So that is a fail. Mark experience. So, mark experience. Oh, I think I get to do a hard move. Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yes, Pa. I don't know who you've been hanging out with lately. But it sounds like they're filling your head with cockamamie stories. Cockamamie? What? What is that? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it sounds ridiculous, Pa. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about either. Now, I know you're going to be going hunting out on the uh, nature preserve with the sheriff. I want you to be very careful. Very careful. Y- yes, sir. Well, is there anything going on or just the normal... Don't flag someone with your gun. Let's just say I, I don't. You remember when we had that talk about honesty, Jimmy? Uh, like the one last week or the one the <laughs> week before that or the time around my birthday or the time around mom's Any birthday. Any of those will do. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think the sheriff is a very honest man. Oh, you mean And both. I think that he's very dangerous if you are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, that's a, so I need you to be careful if you're going to go on this hog hunt. Yeah, sure. Uh, you want me to clean those rifles before we head out? Yes. Yes, I suppose I do. Now, remember, them hogs are scary. They just don't stop coming. Yeah, yeah I know, Pa. 30 to 50 wild hogs in like five minutes. I got it. <laughs> Wait, did you guys hear about the cocaine pigs? I've heard of cocaine shrimp. <laughs> no, sorry. There's a group of like 30 is the same number. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> like in Italy, dug up a bunch of cocaine that like a gang had hid. Hmm. And just now there's just like a bunch of coked up barrel pigs. <laughs> Do I remember where I there goes, your, there goes your plot point. There goes my plot twist. And <laughs> that's what Jesus sent out into them pigs. That's right. I'm going to look it up before. Don't include it unless it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Feral 
hogs find and destroy cocaine stash in woods. Wild pigs eat cocaine worth over $30,000 worth of cocaine in Italy. I don't know how much that is. There's a really good photo. (laughs) So what's better, a drug mule or a coke hog? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can we get that on a shirt? Oh, so... (laughs) I'm a coke hog. <laughs> oh my god! What a sh- I'd love that shirt. Clearly, that's what Mister Bagley's trying to warn Jimmy about. Oh yeah. Oh. So as you're talking to your dad, you see a car coming down the driveway, and it's actually the sheriff's vehicle. Well, speak of the devil. And you see your your father kind of sigh, and he he goes, "Jimmy, you, you might want to wait over here. I'll go see what he wants." Yeah, I'll just uh just be over here and remove the barrel from one of the rifles, starts cleaning out all the insides. As you're watching, you see the sheriff get out of the car and you see that as he's talking to your father, at first you think it's just a trick of the light. But standing behind the sheriff, you're pretty sure that you see other people that are there but aren't there. And they sort of seem to almost flicker. In and out of existence. And as your father and the sheriff are speaking, the conversation becomes more and more heated. And for a brief moment, you see what appears to be Jesse appear behind the sheriff. Uh, uh, Pa, um, who's that? Is that Jesse? Behind the sheriff? Sheriff, are you not? Did you bring Jesse by or Wait. Your father kind of looks at you and he looks back at the sheriff. And the sheriff says, is this another one of your tricks, Jimmy? You trying to play games? You know, everyone knows that boy Jesse took off with his girlfriend. Sure. Now, why don't you let the adults do some talking? I'm an adult, technically. I can vote. Just goes back to cleaning the gun. And as if out of nowhere, you see your mother standing beside you and she says, Jimmy, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's true. Oh, jeez. What? That's your catchphrase. <laughs> Ma, I've got firearms over here. Where you been? I told you, or Ochoa told you I was over at his, or Charlie's place over with them. My old group of new friends. We're having a breakfast. You have something club. on your head. What? What? Well, Stand, stand still. And she kind of spits into oh, her thumb. I don't know. And she makes like some sort of rubbing motion on your forehead. And she says, you be careful to that. Yeah. You, my, what is going on? Should I not be going on this thing or what? <laughs> well, your daddy told the sheriff that he would go. And he says that technically you're a man and that you should be treated like a man and be able to go on these things. So I'm letting you. But I tell you now, you better listen to your daddy while you're out there, not like you usually do. Yeah, I'm having a weird day all this already. Um, is dad all right? Because he's being a little nicer than usual. And I don't know if that's better or worse at this point. Your father is fine. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. He's great. F- fantastic. Forget your father is always nice to you. I do not know what you're talking about, Jimmy Bagley. Yeah. Great. All great. <laughs> Since I'm assuming this is from the site, mm-hmm. and I can see, and I may communicate with them, 
Can I do an investigative mystery roll to see if I can sneakily interact with what I assume is a spectral Jesse? If it doesn't make sense, then. Why don't you do something with your weird? Like, I think that it would make a little more sense to do something with weird because the spirit or the whatever that you saw manifested and left. So Mm -hmm. if you want to try to make it manifest more fully for more than just a split second, then I think that would be a weird role. What is your, you have a couple of different abilities with that, right? I have hunch, the sight, tune in, but that's for monsters, but. I mean, ghosts are technically monsters. They're not people anymore. Yeah, into a monster or minion. <laughs> I mean, one of the effects of use magic is summon Contra- a monster into the world. <laughs> yeah, you could do use magic. Or communicate with something that you do not share a language with. Oh. You could do use magic. I'd totally be okay. all right with that. Let's try that. See if I can get a hush-hush conversation with Jesse. Okay. So your mom leaves you alone and goes back inside. And uh, go ahead. Let's do it. Okay, seven. that's uh, seven plus two, which is a nine. Okay. But same thresholds. So. All right. So a nine on use magic, you get to pick an effect. So what is that going to be? Summon a monster into the world, right? Uh, Yeah, we'll go with that. And uh, seven to nine, it works imperfectly. You get to choose your effect and a glitch. And I decide what effect the glitch has. So what is the glitch? Okay, so the glitch, mm, I think either draws immediate unwelcome attention or has a problematic side effect. So you're sitting there, you're watching your dad have this conversation with the sheriff, and you see these these sort of spectral forms appearing behind the sheriff, and, and most of them you do not recognize. So you start to rub your coin, right? And focus on Jesse. And Jesse appears in the back of the truck sitting right in front of you, inches, his nose, inches away from your nose. Shit. Hey, um, dude, what the hell's going on? Where are you? Dude, Jimmy, Jimmy, I, they, they, they took me away, Jimmy, but I was in the car and they took me, they took me out to the, out by the bridge and they, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. It's like sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not here. I don't, I don't know what to do. Who's, who's they? I don't know. They had masks. Ma- what kind of masks? I don't, they look like scary monsters. Oh. And they were wearing these weird robes and it had like this like, I, I don't know, it looked like some kind of head on it. Like it was in kind of yellow and it was, um, you remember, you remember in like sixth grade when we learned about like, um, you know, all those, all those ancient gods and stuff. And yeah. it was like something from that. It was, it was, and they, they burnt me and they, and he kind of looks at his hand. And you see that there's this black dot that kind of grows on his hand, and he disappears. What the hell is going on? The size of a silver dollar black dot on the hand? Yeah, it looks exactly like the tattoo that you saw on the body that you think is Tammy. As you're holding the coin, you are kind of shocked about this, and then you notice that It's starting to burn your hand. The actual coin is burning your hand. And as you drop it to the ground, you see that a hole, the exact shape and size of your thumb, has burned through the metal of the silver dollar. Thanks for listening to All My Hexes. The keeper was Bernetta McFergus. Lenore Atchison was played by Jasmine McFergus. Charlie Larson was played by Sarah Lawrence. 
Alejandro Ochoa was played by John Nav Navarrete. Jimmy Bagley was played by Tyler J. McMahon. Please subscribe, like, and share us with your friends. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HexPodcast, that's H-E-X-T podcast, or email us at HexPodcast at gmail.com. Join us in two weeks, and remember, dig deeper. The truth starts six feet under.